Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said this morning that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said this morning that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe and believing obey. Amen. Have you ever had one of those days where you're walking around, but you're half asleep? In the first week of March, just before this pandemic hit, I was at a conference in Cincinnati, and it was the last day of the conference. And so I woke up and I took a shower and I packed my bag. Now, the meetings for the conference would extend past the checkout time for the hotel. So I wanted to take my bag to my rental car, which was in the parking garage for the hotel. And so I slung my bag over my shoulder and I pulled my rolly suitcase and I left my room. But I was half asleep. And that became abundantly clear as I made my way into that parking garage. And I couldn't, for the life of me, remember where I had parked my car four days earlier when I had pulled into that parking garage for the first day of the conference. And I searched that parking garage over and over again. I even started at the top of that parking garage and spiraled my way all the way down, checking every floor, but I could not find that black sedan rental car because I was still half asleep. There were many black sedans in that parking garage, but I couldn't figure out which one was mine. I even had keys and I was pressing the keys, you know, as you do, so that I could try to determine which car was mine. But the only problem was that these were the keys in my pocket, my truck keys, my truck that was sitting in Michigan. I was beeping that horn over and over again, trying to find this black sedan in this parking garage because I was still half asleep. Finally, I did find the black sedan. It was near the front of the parking garage. And I didn't think that I remembered parking there, but I opened the back door to the black sedan and I threw my bags in. And then I went back into the hotel for my meeting. It was about an hour later and I received a phone call. And so I ducked out of my meeting. It was the hotel manager, Mr. Phillips. Yes. Well, Mr. Phillips, this is a new one for me. I haven't encountered this one before, but it seems that you put your bags in someone else's car this morning. I did what? Yes, you put your bags in another guest's car this morning. And I, I bit my lip because only Nate Phillips could find the only other black sedan in that parking garage that was left unlocked and throw his bags in it. 
And so I apologized to the hotel manager. I said, I will be right down. I will come and I will get my bags. I am so sorry. I feel so foolish. And he said, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Phillips, but that won't be possible because the guest that has your bags, she was headed to the airport and she didn't notice your bags until she made her way there. This is the kind of thing that happens when you're half asleep. This is the kind of thing that happens when you're half asleep. You put things where they are not meant to be. On that morning, I was half asleep when I put that luggage in the wrong car. No doubt about it. I was half asleep. But these days I'm wondering if I was, I was the only one that was half asleep that day. If I was the only one half asleep on that morning in the first week of March before this pandemic came, was I the only one putting things in the wrong place? Or were we all putting our priorities in the wrong place? Were we spending our time on meaningless things? Were we investing our money in goods that fade like vapor? Were we sharing our precious energy with the swirling chaos of the world? I know I was half asleep that day. Were you? Were you half asleep that day? I wasn't half asleep. I wasn't half asleep. It wasn't me. That's what the Pharisees would have been saying to Jesus on the night that one of them invited Jesus over for dinner. It wasn't me. We aren't half asleep. And so Jesus invades one of their most ordinary moments, this dinner party, to show them just how half asleep they are, how they had been putting things in the wrong place. In this case, putting people in the wrong place, putting people where they were not supposed to be. You see, the banquet, the dinner party, offered a microcosm for so much of what was wrong with the community in that time and place. It was just expected, culturally expected, that when you came to a dinner party, the most important people sat in the most important seats and ate the most important food. And the lesser people, well, they sat in the lesser seats and ate the lesser food. And it was agreed upon, sort of culturally, that if everyone could understand where they sat at the banquet, they could better function that way in the rest of society. And the Pharisees, they were half asleep. They accepted this way of dining as second nature. So normal, in fact, that they thought nothing of it when the new thinking rabbi came over for dinner. And so he helped them to see just how half asleep they were, how this practice, this way of dining was saying more than they knew about 
who they were and what they understood about their faith, about religion, and how they appreciated what it meant to be community. And so when Jesus challenges this way of eating together, he's not just saying you've put the luggage in the wrong sedan. He's saying you've put people in the wrong place. We need to reevaluate how we understand what it means to be together. We need to reevaluate what it, what it means to be a community. We need to reevaluate our lives. And I know that so many of us are doing that these days. We're, we, we're reevaluating things. We're reevaluating the order of things in our lives. I was on a run the other day and a truck pulled up next to me. There was six feet of distance. The window was rolled down and out popped the head of one of the parents from my son Max's soccer team. I asked him how he was doing, how he was holding up with all of this, and I was a little fearful of his response. I know he's a small business owner. He leaned back in that front seat and he said, you know, Nate, this time with the family, it's, it's actually been good. It's helped me to see what's really important in life. I was so glad to hear that. I was so glad to hear how this time has helped him to reevaluate things, where he's putting things. And I hope that what he's learning right now, I hope that what we're learning right now about where we put things, I hope we'll remember it when we get all our stuff back. Because, you know, the stuff is going to come back. Over time, our stuff will come back. Jobs will come back. Confidence will come back. Church buildings will come back. Schedules will come back. Baseball, thank God, will come back. Our stuff will come back. But this can't just be about getting our stuff back. Not when we have a chance to listen in as those Pharisees listened in at that dinner party and reevaluate, reorder our lives to be awake to life in a new way, a way that better understands how people are being treated, how people of color are being treated, the vulnerable are being treated, how we matter to people, that people are counting on us to be better. This can't just be about getting our stuff back. When we have a chance to reevaluate the order of things, just as those Pharisees did, and to be awake to life in a new way because the stuff is going to come back. I know this. My stuff came back in that first week of March when I put my luggage in the wrong black sedan. The hotel manager gave me the number of 
the guest that had my things at the airport. And she was good enough to tell me that she had sent my luggage back with her assistant to her office in Cincinnati. She gave me the assistant's number. And now, though I had been half asleep only moments earlier, I was wide awake with adrenaline going through my body. And so I hopped in the car and went over to the office where her assistant met me outside, rolling my black suitcase. She smiled knowingly at me. Thank you, I told her. No problem, she laughed. She walked away. But as she did, I called out, hey, you know, I'm a preacher and you should know that you will probably one day be in a sermon. She called over her shoulder. Make it a good one. We are all in a sermon these days, aren't we? God is using our lives. Sometimes the most basic daily interactions of our lives, just like he did with those Pharisees, to show us something new about life, to teach us about what really matters in life. We're all in a sermon these days. But here's the thing. We will continue to be in a sermon long after this is over. We will continue to be in a sermon when we get our stuff back. I hope that we will remain awake enough to make it a good one. Amen.